It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700 KBGG. Jimmy B and TC continues on. Another hour to go here on the program. Jim, we're going to kick it off with a little Hawkeye talk as Iowa's been at the forefront of the conversation. Certainly not the place you want your football team, Jim, to be before you even break camp. No, you're right. I mean, come on. Uh, look, Trent, this is, there's, there's some wacky stuff going on here. I, I, I just don't get, uh, why, why all of a sudden, just prior to kids getting ready to, to practice, I mean, look, I haven't been in college for a long time. You were in college, uh, not as, not, not as far back as me. Is it just that they got so much time on their hands, they're just going to go out and do stupid stuff? Is that it? That's what college students do, making bad decisions and, and bad I, things. I know, happen. but I, I did I did them too. Yeah. Yes, I, I get it, yeah. But, man, you, you, you would think knowing with what's on the horizon in just a couple of days that that people, you, you know, you would think to yourself, all right, I don't want to do anything dumb uh, because practice is going to start here. And yet you're doing dumb stuff. <laughs> that is very true. Well, let's welcome in the wise owl. Maybe he can make sense of this. Okay. John Bonacamp from the Burlington Hawkeye who joins us here today. Mr. Bonacamp, how are things out yeah. east? Uh, as good as they get. How are you guys doing? We're going great, John. Absolutely yeah. great. Let's let's get into what Kirk Ferentz has had to deal with here. A uh, couple mm-hmm. of guys bust busted for drunkenness. Uh, another guy leaves and takes off uh, for South Dakota State. Um, mm-hmm. Your your opinion and your thoughts on first the two uh, careless, I guess, drinking incidents, and then Brandon Snyder. Go ahead. You know i I think every college coach holds their breath from the end of May, from the end of the school year until the beginning of the next one. And I think as a football coach, you really start holding your breath between the end of summer workouts and, and, and fall camp because you just you don't know what's going to happen. And in, in the case of, of the Hawkeyes, you had two guys who you know made bad choices when it came to alcohol, and you know both were, both are going to be punished for it by missing the first game of the year. Um, you know, Brandon Snyder, not really sure what is all going on there with him, but, you know, clearly he thought leaving was the best option for him and to go to a place that it, it's a really good football program. I mean, South Dakota State is really a really good FCS program, and, and he's going to go there and he's going to be closer to home and, and he's going to work out whatever his problems or whatever issues he's dealing with right now. So, you know, it's just it it's just an unfortunate. You know, it's it's a bad time. You know, for college. You know, if you're a college coach, you I said you just kind of hold your breath until you get them in the camp. And you know, in Iowa's case, some, some things have happened here. Yeah, the you know the the first two are kind of cut and dry. I mean, they're they're mistakes. They're, they're right. things that you don't want to see happen. But we've seen them happen in the past. We'll see it happen again in the future. Mm-hmm, Guys right. getting hit with OWI and public intox. It, it happens. That, that happens, and you just hurt. No, hope nobody gets hurt out of that. The Brandon Snyder one, though, there's a lot of layers here. There, there's a lot to try to unpack, and and it can be a little bit difficult. A guy coming off his second ACL surgery, a guy. Right. 
that is also got himself in trouble back in December, not able to go to the bowl game. You know, reading some things, I know Chad Leistikow here in Des Moines had an article with him, what, five, six weeks back, talking about mm-hmm. how he hit a low spot and he was on the, the comeback trail here. Is it one mistake? Is it a bunch of mistakes that kind of catapulted here? And then you couple that with talking about, well, worried about playing time. That press release that the university sent out today doesn't pass the smell test, test to me, John. Well, I, I mean, I, 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 I think you're right in the sense. I mean, he was co-number one on the depth chart right. with Jake Gervas yeah. at, at, at the position. So, yeah, the playing time thing, and, and unless there's something there internally that we don't know about, um, that maybe, you know, between the time the depth chart was created and now, you know, and I mean, even though, even though, I mean, there's there's been a lot of talk about how positive he, like you said, the, the talk about positive he was going to be about the season and all that. But like I said, I you know, there has to be something internally, whether it's within the locker room, whether it's you know his personal life, whatever. Um, you know, there's something there beyond just I'm not going to get to play as much as I would think. You know, so. Again, this is a situation where you look at, yeah, it's a bad deal, but then at the same time, and, and going back to Chad's column, which was really well done, you, you wish the best for Brandon Snyder. And if, this, if going to South Dakota State is the best for him personally, then you wish him the best and, and hope it all works out. So like I said, there may be some internal things that we just don't know about, and, and I don't want to speculate because I don't know anything it's been in specific or even rumor, but clearly there has to be something internally there that said to him and to said, and, you know, I mean, because they said the decision was mutual, right. and said, look, it's best for you to move on and, and go do this and, and get things, you know, get yourself in line. And if that's the case, you know, best of luck to him. That's, you know, you want to see... Those, he's a nice kid, really. I mean, I've, you know, I've interviewed him several times. Nice guy. You wish the best for him, and if the best for him is to play at South Dakota State, then, then, then let him go. Having a great conversation right now. John Bowenkamp, Burlington Hawkeye, is our guest here on the Big Talker 1700. John, if you're the coaching staff, and in particular head coach Kirk Ferentz, he hasn't had to deal with this the last, uh, what, two years Things were right. relatively relatively quiet, if memory serves me. Um, is he caught off guard, do you think? Or with him, he's been doing it now for 20 seasons at that school, so nothing really catches him off guard? No, I, yeah, I don't think anything catches him off guard. I mean, I, I think it, it, you know, you, you and he's spoken about this before, about, you know, you always dread that phone call on Sunday morning. You know, because usually everything happens on a on a Friday night or a Saturday mm-hmm. night. You dread Saturday that night, call on yeah. the weekend. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, he's been around long enough to know that these things happen. I, I think the punishment fit the crime, and and I and I agree with him in the sense of, you know, with the the penalty for for Brady Reese is that was that was. I mean, he's an older player. You expect more out of him. You know. So you know, so, so each of these penalties, I think these these are, are 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 right for what they are, and I think they've probably also been told don't do this again, and because if you do something else is going to happen. So you know, I would like to think that this is handled internally. You know, like I said, 
it's just that time of year when you just hope that nothing happens and you know some things have happened so i think i think he's i think he's hoping just to get into camp now without anything else happening so um it's uh it's that time john and the time yeah. where trying to blow off a little bit of steam cuz you know you're going to be working hard during the month of august and getting ready for the football season Things are going to happen, and that's certainly but the case. You have case to here. be smart about it. You yeah, know, you, yeah, for yeah, a player, yeah. you have to be smart about it. You know, you 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 know, I mean, and and you have to be. You know, if you're if you are underage, don't be drinking, and certainly don't be drinking and driving. You know, and it's like you have to be smart about it. And these guys made mistakes, and and it cost them. And so, you know, like I said, college kids do what college kids do. It's just you got to be smart about. it. So we have the one-game suspension, as mentioned, with Brady Reef. Not a starter, though part of the rotation at defensive tackle. Saw a lot of time as the year went on a year ago. Also, you have uh, Tristan Wirfs, which uh, on the surface certainly is going to be a bigger impact, not just because he was a starter and he's a starter at the tackle position offensively, but also because of who they're playing in week number one, and that's Northern Illinois with Sutton Smith and company coming to town, a kid that had 15 sacks a year ago. How does the retooling of the line shake out? Paulson got the start last year in the bowl game against Boston College. He's been banged up all throughout the spring and into the summer. You got Mark Kallenberger listed as a backup at the tackle position. He's a redshirt freshman that still needs to look to add some size out there. How do you think this is going to play out, at least for game number one, replacing Tristan Wirfs? I think it could be any of those options. The one good thing about it is you've got a month to figure it out. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like this happened and you've got to go in the next week's game and you don't know what you're going to do at that position. So they've got a month to figure it out. They've got a month for guys to get healthy. They've got a month for guys to, to figure out that position and, and, and learn what you need to do if that's the route you're going to go. So there is plenty of time to figure out what to do there. And in the long run, it helps because, again, Iowa's success, especially on the, when, on when they have been good, on the offensive line is they've been able to plug guys in the situation. So now you're going to, you, you've got a month to figure all this out and put guys in situations where they can help you for that game, but they may also help you put down the road. So, you know, if, if you have to, you have to make this a positive and say, we're going to give these certain guys a chance and we're going to make our line better just by putting them in different situations. John, this is a, a Hawk team that a lot of people anticipate with a softer schedule like what they had when they went 12-0 and during the regular season and finished then at 12-2. and This has a similar makeup like that. Is the team that is the team that you're going to look at this coming season on par with the team that did go 12-0 and in your estimation? Yeah, I... I... It's hard to say, and if you go back to that that twelve and zero team, it was hard to say on that team. So because right. you didn't know what certain guys were going to bring and that sort of thing, and so so I, I think in, in it, it, there are a lot of things that kind of line up for having a really good season, but at the same time, you just don't know at this point. So that's why I say it, it, you really get a chance now to see, and and the real, the way the September schedule, and we talked about this before, the way that September schedule sets up you really are going to see what this team is going to be like in the first four weeks. Yeah. You really see the, 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 the path that can be set up for them in those first four weeks with who they play and all that. Now, you know, you've had, you've had to go through a minefield here the last couple of weeks. And so now you've got to figure out, 
you know, how this all plays out down the road, who fits in here, you know, you, you lost guys now over the summer. You lost guys to injury. You lost guys to suspension. So now you're going to figure things out. You got a month to do it. Let's see where they are now when we get into September and those first four games. So, uh, John, basketball recruiting is becoming bigger and bigger as we get through the mm-hmm. summer. We're coming to the end of the first period. You got a youngster somewhat in your neck of the woods. How far is it from Oskaloosa to Burlington? Or are we about an hour? No, no, it's a little longer now. Okay. I mean, it's on it's northwest of Ottumwa, so it's a good. It's probably two hours away. So oh, I, right. yeah. So anyway, but. Xavier Foster, kind of the next list. Right. We had DJ Carton. We, we've had some big ones. Of course, you got to see a whole lot of down there. You got to see the incoming freshman uh, for the Hawkeyes this year. You, you've seen some high-level talent. Xavier Foster just picked up an offer from Kansas, the next mm-hmm. big kid in the state. What's the latest you're hearing there, and do you give Iowa any chance at all? Oh, sure. I mean, I, I think – you give them a chance, and you give Iowa State a chance because they were in on the in on him from the beginning. And sometimes that can make an effect. You know that can have an effect on kids. But now the big names are calling. You know, and it's a lot like what DJ Carton, what 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 that situation was, and it didn't work with him. You know, Xavier Foster might be a little different in that situation, but you know they're going to continue. And I think when it's all said and done, if they don't get him. It's not going to be for a lack of trying. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like I said, now the big names are calling. You know, I mean, Kansas is offered. You know, I mean, Kentucky's looked at him. You know, all these, all these big-name schools are looking at him. He's going to get drawn in by that. But at the same time, Iowa and Iowa State have been in on him from the beginning, and that can sometimes make a difference. A lot's just going to kind of wait and see how it plays out here over the next year and where he's at. But, but I mean, yeah, it's... It, you know, he's going to get a lot of attention from a lot of big names. Okay, we've only got about three or four minutes left here. So I would be remiss, Dodger boy, if, uh-huh. I, uh, if, if, if I didn't bring this up. They get Dozier yep. to move to second base. Are you ecstatic? Are you, well, okay, it's, it's, a, it's another player. Where are you on, on the trades the Dodgers made? Would I, I would have, I mean, they, they were nice. I mean, obviously, Manny Machado is Manny Machado, and yes. and I think I think Brian Dozier is, is a fine pickup. I was a little disappointed they didn't do a little better with the bullpen, but I think they figured that they've got guys coming back here that have been hurt here over the last couple months that that can probably help them out. So they did add a decent piece in John Axford. I mean, this is you know this is like a giant just adding another arm. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, I told you all along this was a slumbering giant. Well, you know, now all of a sudden, I mean, it's like the rich getting richer. You know, it's like you just add another billion dollars to, to their portfolio. That's the way I look at it. So, um, you know, they'll be fine. Pretty cocky for a guy that uh, roots for a team that hasn't won a World Series in three decades. Well, you know, again, people will say that, and I was like, well, and the people say this, they well, yeah, you won one in 107. You know, you have as many titles as the Royals do, and the Marlins have more of the last year. So, um, you know, let's let's just kind of temper that. They're going to be really good. They'll be fine. I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm a Twins fan. I, I've won well, two at least in my lifetime. I mean, <laughs> and, yeah, I mean and, and you're you're just you know you're the you're the farm system for all the big. Uh, you tell me about it. it. Yeah, the Oregon the farm system. The farm system. It's a reality. It's it's a yeah. real reality. So it is. 
So as you've told us all throughout the season, they'll be fine. The Dodgers be will fine. be fine. Yep. Retooling still can happen in August. There's there's the the oh, tr- yeah. waiver mean, deadline. There's still a lot out there. You're fine. Yeah, but there's, there's a lot of room in, in, in that salary you know, in, in, to get to the luxury tax threshold, and they'll be fine. So. Good shit. John, John, let me remind yep. you, John, that yep. the Dodgers have only a half-game lead over Arizona, That's only fun. a one-game lead over Colorado. How can That's you be fun. so sure that they might not gag fine. here? No, they'll be fine. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a solid clubhouse, solid chemistry. You know, they'll be fine. Hey, one last thing. So you okay. cover the Burlington Bees during the summertime. Yeah. Are, is there a power delay in that stadium every other week? It seems like yeah, they've had two. They've had two different lighting. It's 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 uh, I mean, it's there's been power surge. Is what the problem has been, and you know, you know, and the one the one that the one that that cost them the one game. That game would have been postponed anyway because there was a thunderstorm that hit five minutes after the light came on. So they <laughs> apparently got the problem fixed. So um, you know, it's it's minor, it's Class A baseball, and it's every night is entertaining in one way or another. So. All right. Well, Guggenheim, get out of here and uh, go root for right. the Dodgers. All right. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. That's See, you later. The, the, See ya. the wise owl, John Bonacam, joining us here today. Always a fun conversation, Jimmy B. With the self-proclaimed wise owl and always so confident with his Dodgers. He is. He always just says, they'll be fine. They'll They'll be be fine. fine. I'm trying to rattle off the standings. They'll be fine. They'll They'll be be fine. fine. Welcome back. Jimmy B and TC continues on with you until 6 o'clock tonight. Talked a lot of Hawkeyes last segment there with John Bonacamp from the Burlington Hawkeye taking a look around. Iowa after the announcement today. Brandon Snyder no longer with the team. If you missed that or any portion of the program, you can always find it over on the podcast page, 1700kbgg.com. You can go click on the podcast link. It'll take you everything Jim and I do each and every day. Also, myself and Ken over the lunch hour. So, Jim, we passed the trade deadline. We did a lot of this in our number one with our buddy Ian Castleberry. Mm-hmm. Of the moves, of these moves for the here and now, is there okay. anything that jumps out to you? Anything that you're most excited about you think is going to make the biggest difference come playoff time or the rest of the regular season? Uh, you know what? And let me let me do this one first. I want to see what happens in Houston with the Osuna deal uh, just because of what he is coming off of, that 75 game uh, that he missed for uh, abuse. I I, I want to see if if they get that uh, under control, and so that it's it's not an issue. He yes, he will have served his penalty correct, and he should be given a second chance. I I agree with that. I I just want to see. I think that'll be an interesting story, Trent. Not only to see how it sits with fans in Houston, but also in that clubhouse. And I, I just have this feeling that that is going to be a story that once he's eligible to pitch, that could be pretty interesting, at least maybe for a couple of weeks if, if everything calms down and everything is okay. You know, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, we, we, with that one, Justin Verlander has been very outright yes. talking about Lance McCullers, another one about domestic abuse. And now you're bringing in a guy that – we have not seen the pictures. We have not seen how bad it was. But from everything that you hear, 
It's ugly, Jimmy B. It's really ugly. And and because of that, it it makes you wonder. Now, at least from a strictly baseball perspective, you got two months to iron out differences, to talk it out, to, to see what kind of teammate he's going to be. This isn't something where you're trading for a guy and all of a sudden the playoffs are right around the corner. You got two months yeah, to go yeah. through that. That's a positive in terms of, of baseball only. But you're right. That's going to be a big conversation piece going forward. And the guy's ridiculously good. In terms of talent, fastest uh, player in Major League Baseball history to get to 100 saves. This guy has a lot of talent helping out an already great team, obviously, that won the World Series Yes, uh, last year. Jim, uh, on the local front, the Cubs went out and made a deal. They bring in Brandon Kinsler from the Nationals, yep. formerly Minnesota Twin, formerly for that, a Milwaukee Brewer. So Kinsler is in to help out with that bullpen. Uh, a low-leverage deal, but Kinsler's been pretty yeah. good. He has been. He has been. Look, it's a it's a solid move by the Cubs. Didn't cost him an arm and a leg. So from that standpoint, I think that that's a, a decent move by Chicago. Will it be enough to beat the L.A. Dodgers? Well, we won't know that until we get to the playoffs. Will it be enough to hold off the Milwaukee Brewers? I would think so, Trent. I, I Look, I know Milwaukee went out and, and did a couple of things as well because they believe that they are in the mix, and they should believe that because they are. But I I just think that the Cubs will still find a way to win the division. And then, as you always talk about, uh, once you hit the playoffs, anything can happen. And any, any playoff team, any wild card team can get on a roll and, and win and make it to the World Series. So... All bets are off at that particular time. But I I just have this feeling that the Cubs are still good enough, even with Brian on the DL right now, still good enough to win the division and make and make probably make Milwaukee a uh, a wild card team. Which is all you need to do. Get in and anything that's can it. happen. Yes. Just get yeah. in and and that's the point there. So as you look at the standings uh, going into after we wrap up the non-waiver portion of the trade deadline, of course, guys still can be traded over the next month and still be on the right. playoff roster. They just have to clear through waivers first. So the Cubs sit on top of game above Milwaukee. The Pirates seven back. The Cardinals seven and a half back. That's the look at the National League Central and the American League Central. It's all but over. Though the Twins win last night, they are still eight games back of Cleveland in the American League Central. Uh, an odd move. You're talking about the Brewers at Jimmy B. The decision after you make the trade for Mike Moustakis, he's going to be your third baseman. You're going to move Travis Shaw, pretty good player in his own right, from his natural third base position to second place. A place in second base where Travis Shaw had never played before. Not as a minor leaguer, not at the major league level. Never before had he played second base or doing that. Then they go out. And they bring in Jonathan Shoup from the Orioles, who has been dreadful this season, but a guy that adds to the depth there. That one at least leaves me scratching my head. How are you going to find at-bats? They already have a log jam at the corner with Thames, with uh, Braun, and a bunch of other guys. They're they're already going through that. Now you're just adding more to it. They need more pitching, and they're going out there getting more bats. Uh, That is a head-scratcher. But you just referenced the fact that you still have a couple of weeks. 
in early August. Maybe they're acquiring a piece here and a piece there that they would use uh, to do something else. I don't know, Trent. It, it's a great question with with what I, I'm with you. Um, I, I, I wish I had an answer that that would make sense and try to pull it all together. But I'm scratching my head on it, too. So the only thing that made sense to me, I suppose, is that they now have a, a couple extra bodies, and maybe they will be part of a deal where they acquire an arm. I, I don't know. What, what's your thought on that? Well, they don't need it down in the bullpen. It's the starting staff that they need. and Yes. Maybe you know a guy here locally, Minnesota, with Irvin Santana, he wasn't dealt from the Twins. Would he make sense? You want to see what he can do, though. Only one start back after being out the whole season with that finger injury. You know, a few more starts out of him. Maybe that's a possible uh, way that you make a move. There's going to be other names out there, certainly. But yeah, that one's going to be very interesting. One uh, one move that I really did like, as it looked like JT Real Muto, probably the best of the catchers that appeared to be out there. He wasn't moved. Wilson Ramos making his way to Philadelphia, helping mm-hmm. out that uh, staff. Jays or the Rays, excuse me, make the trade uh, to him right before the deadline. Good offensive player, solid behind the plate. I like that move for a Phillies team. That Jimmy B, I target him in the preseason. Yeah. I have uh, a lot of rooting interests in in the Phillies to to get it done. Not just in terms of wins, <laughs> division, and a couple of others. I'm a Phillies fan. Yes. I'm, I'm happy to see him get Wilson Ramos. I, I know that you are, and I, and if memory serves me correctly, that was one of your so-called degenerate plays, if I can say that on the radio, and I just did. So for you, I'm good with that. So look, if it uh, if it works out, okay, I, I'm fine. I, I'm fine with that. The thing that I'm scratching my head at here: Did you think that the Pirates would be buyers? I thought they would have been sellers, but I'm just kind of shocked that they did what they did, and then their last acquisition of getting Chris Archer out of Tampa Bay. I just thought they'd be selling. Well, they've been red hot. They they played incredibly yeah. well here as of late, had the long winning streak, and they only find themselves three back of a playoff spot to go out. Oh, I guess you're right. When you look at it that way, okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. You're three out of a playoff spot, you go for it. I, I I like what they've done. I like to go out there. You are Pittsburgh. You don't have a lot of flexibility. It's not going to be a team that's going to go out and get a free agent, five years, $150 million. It's not who they are. But when the window is there, take advantage of it. So, no, not at all. It had been talked about for a while. I was surprised they were the one that ends up with Chris Archer after all the yes. names that we've heard from, heard from so long. And, well, back to yesterday as we started the show today, Jimmy B. Your, uh, your dreadful work on the program yesterday. So, Chris Archer is I, not a Cub. Is that, is that right? Do we have that right? That, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I was okay. duped because I, because I looked at Bryce Miller's account and he had retweeted that from the fake account. And I thought I saw Bryce's name on it and I thought, oh, that's, that's a good one. So then I decided that you and I should discuss it. So I didn't look at it close enough, and we all know that uh, uh, people just do the goofiest things they possibly can on Twitter. And uh, so I paid, I paid the price, my man. That's all I can say. And for all the people who tweeted at me, I deserved it. Yes, yes, you did. Yes, you did, Jimmy B. 
<laughs> oh, big swing and a miss out of there Princeton were a lot yesterday. Of them. Oh. And there were a lot of them. I had to. I had to. I finally had to break down fake account. My bad. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, struggle, struggle. Well, it struggle. was. It was. It was retweeted by Bryce, and I thought, of you know, course, Bryce that, I mean, don't take yeah. accountability now yourself. He's in, now he's somebody in San else. Diego's. Yeah. I'm not blaming anybody else. I didn't look at it. I, d- I should have looked at the original fake tweet. I didn't look at it that closely, other than the information. I bought it. I suck. That's all I can say. Even retweeted it. We talked about it on the program yesterday. Yep, we did. We're going to miss out of Jimmy B yesterday. (laughs) And, uh, well, I rarely listen to you. Uh, I'll listen to you even less now going forward. You lost uh, (laughs) what little equity you had built up is gone once again. (laughs) What credibility (laughs) I had with you. It is right out the window. A couple others here with the baseball trade deadline upon us. And uh, up in Minnesota, they've made a lot of deals moving guys on, including Brian Dozier, who uh, I I know four Twins fans that I talked to got a lot of tweets this afternoon, a lot of frustration, a lot of upset people with that one. Dozier, a fan favorite, but he'll be moving on to Dodgers. In fact, you go back two years ago, this was nearly a deal that happened. Dozier has struggled a lot again this year. He normally is much better in the second half, though a bit better. He hasn't been great this year. Uh, What I have read about the minor leaguers coming over, they didn't get a whole lot. Logan Forsythe, you know him. He hasn't been very good for the Dodgers this year. Right. Basically more almost matching salaries for this one. The two minor leaguers don't think it's going to be a whole lot uh, for that one. So, Brian Dozier, no longer a Minnesota Twin. He was coming up to free agency. I know that stings some Twins fans. I'm fine with it. Move on. Give the young guy some time and, and see where he do you think? Do you think that he rekindles uh, that second half that he generally has that you discussed? He rekindles that with the Dodgers being on a absolute powerhouse team with a great chance to win the World Series? Uh, he'll hit some homers, but that's, okay. that's about it. They're some hollow numbers from Brian Dozier. That, that's what you see, I think, more than anything. He's got some pop in the bat, can pull it down the line and hit some home runs, but overall, not a guy that gets on base at a great clip, not a guy that is going to do a whole lot other than that. Defensively, you know, he won a gold glove last year. He's not a mm-hmm. gold glove defender. He, he's not very good. You look at any defensive metric that is out there, he's at best average, and most metrics have him as a minus defender. So, Dozier, good luck to you. If I see him in the World Series and the playoffs, I'll be rooting for him individually as a twin, but I don't think that this is going to be you know, some great move that we're going to look back upon and something that, that changed the face of the playoffs or, or the rest of the season. I, I don't see you. that with Dozier. Okay. Fair enough. I was just I was just curious about that, and I I knew you being a Twins fan that you would have uh, a comment on that. And look, I I know the guy's got he still has pop in the bat that you mentioned that he would hit home runs. Um, I don't think that he's a guy that's going to put the Dodgers over, but I, I guess he fills a void for L.A. right at second base. Yeah, yeah, they needed that with with he the fills a there. void. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a fine move. If it wasn't anything local, wouldn't care. A couple others, the Braves get Kevin Gossman. I've always been intrigued by Gossman. He's been, at best, a, a mid-rotation guy when he was at his best, at his worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy that you struggle to put in there in the rotation. But I like that for the Braves. they got a lot of guys now trying to find those five spots and going forward, and they battle uh, Philly and maybe Washington in that one. How about Tommy Fan getting traded from the Cardinals? Yeah. That, that came as a, a bit of a surprise. Arbitration eligible coming up this year. That was a surprising one. 
It was to me. Uh, I I didn't think that even I never even heard his name even whispered out there mm-hmm. as possible trade bait. And when that one was announced, and he ends up going to Miami, so I I, I don't I don't know that that just kind of came out of out of nowhere. Did, did you like what the uh, Cardinals got in return? Oh uh, yeah, I I don't know a whole lot about the the minor leaguers that yeah. they got back. So yeah, me either. Yeah. yeah, don't don't know what it is. Rays, what are they doing? I mean, it just it was an odd deal, and and you get those from time to time. One that just leave you scratching your head a little bit. That's what we yep. had there. But a fun trade deadline, Jimmy B. Certainly one of the more entertaining and interesting ones we've had in a while. A lot of movements, not huge names by any means, but we saw that. Uh, Going on right after the All-Star break with Manny Machado moving to the Dodgers. Right. Plenty of names, nothing huge, but some good stuff here. Not Made a for block, an entertaining not a, day. Not a blo- right, not a big blockbuster name, like all the whispers about Bryce Harper. And then the uh, president of the Washington Nationals said, no, that's not happening. He's not available after it was whispered all over Twitter. So I found that interesting uh, as the front office said, nope, that's not going to take place. With that, we'll take our final break, come back on the other side and put a cap on things, get ready for the night in the world of sports. We'll do it next year. Jimmy B and TC continues on until 6 o'clock on 1700. Back one final time, Jimmy B and TC here, 1700 KBGG. We're presented in part by Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Looking for a spot to watch the ball game tonight. Quick bite to eat, lunch, dinner, and a whole lot more. Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. A presenting sponsor here on 1700. All right, Jimmy B, what's on tap for you tonight? What uh, what has caught your eye? I know you're already excited about Friday night in Canadian football with Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Johnny Manziel. He's yeah, going to start but, for Montreal. The Alouettes. Okay, all right. You you can you can get excited about Canadian football. We don't have any kind of football tonight. So what's grabbing the clicker for you this evening? Uh, I'm going to start with the Cubs at Pittsburgh. Uh, just because of what we discussed in the previous segment uh, about how uh, well the Pirates have been playing as of late. They did have that nine-game winning streak, and it kind of got them back in. And then you referenced the fact that they're only three games out of a wild-card spot. They are seven back of the Cubs for first place. So if if Pittsburgh wants to kind of make a run here, well, they've got the right team in their park for the next few days for a series with the Pirates. They take uh, a couple of games out of that series. Trent, they're really going to think that they're right back in this thing. So that's where I'm going to begin tonight. After that, uh, on the late side, the Houston-Seattle series. Seattle beat Houston again last night. Mm-hmm. So I, I I found that game entertaining. I will probably watch some of that. That's the, uh, the late-night game as well. And will I sample some of Philly and Boston? Yes, because even though that game went extra innings last night uh, and Boston ended up winning, I'll still kind of watch some of that game. Yeah, that was pretty good last night. I ended yeah. up watching quite a bit of that Aaron Nola was outstanding again for Philadelphia. That guy at the top of a playoff rotation, Jimmy B, he is really, really good in shutting down that Boston offense last night. Though the Red Sox got it done in extra innings. Yeah, I'll be watching a little bit of that this evening. I'll, of course, keep a cursory glance on my twins against Cleveland as they try to uh, go down. You do have a really good pitching matchup, though, 
Trevor Bauer going up against Kyle Gibson. So a good pitching mm-hmm. matchup in that one. Bartolo Colon will be pitching for the Rangers yep. tonight. Against, Big sexy. Yeah, uh, against uh, Arizona. So at least as I'm clicking through, that'll probably be part of the rotation. And late night, you mentioned Houston, Seattle. You take that one. Yes. I'll take Milwaukee Dodgers. Okay. All right, and we'll both report back tomorrow on what we watch. Sounds like a plan to me, pal. That works pretty well. Let's see, anything else on? Is is that stupid basketball tournament on or anything dumb like that yet? No, it's uh, Thursday night. That's when Jimmer Fredette and company uh, will play again, the basketball tournament. Winner gets $2 million. It's one of the semifinal games. So I'll be dialed into that on Thursday night. That guy has lit it up. He's getting conversation from several different NBA teams. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I know. To be honest with you, Trent, I don't, I, and I'll have to investigate this. I don't know if he can get out of his contract in China where he could jump to an NBA team, even if he got an offer this year. He may have to go back to China and play. I think he's like 29 now. Um, so he would not be available then to return to the NBA till after the China thing when they, they do have a short season. He's done in March. But if, if I'm, if I'm a GM and the way the game has changed over the last couple of years and the spread of the floor, uh, I mean, he was, he was Steph Curry before there was Steph Curry. He was Trey Young before there was Trey Young. And Jim, so, Jim, Jim, I just, Jim, what, Jim, what, Trent, Jim. what, Trent, yes, there, yes. Remember, there's a reason he's not in the league. It has nothing to do just, with what he is offensively. scoring. That's, that's all I'm talking about is right. offense. I, I, I know his deficiencies everywhere else. I'm just talking offense. That's it. And I have never claimed that he can't score. He can. No, that is correct. But he can. He, he can score on anybody. Historically, historically yes. inept. On the defensive yes. end. And I know it's yes. a running joke. They don't play defense in the NBA. <laughs> oh, I know. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Jim, for somebody that loves the NBA like you do, I get it. You love Jim. Yes. I, I get it, Jim. But for somebody that hears those, and I'm sure you roll your eyes when you hear that, while you're still trying to sell people that Jimmer should be in the I'm league. I'm not what selling you know? anybody. You're, I'm not Jim. selling anybody. I'm just saying the reports are teams have talked to him. That's all I said. I don't know if he will ever make it back. And chances are now with his age, he probably won't. But he is fun to watch. And when he when he's jacking shots from 35 and it's nothing but the net, and then he beats you off the dribble with a floater in the lane over Greg Oden, who is seven feet tall, um, it's it's entertaining. I, I'm just I'm just telling you, he is he's 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 fun to watch as a basketball player, just offensively. Just don't pay any attention on when when he doesn't have the ball in his hand. That other side's the ugly part, and the part yes, that is not is. in yes, the it league. Is. He might yes. sco- he might score twenty five for you, but he's going to give up thirty on the other end. Thirty, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's that's the problem. With that, Jim, we are out of time. So, what is it? Is it a night home this evening? Are you hitting up a bar stool to watch a bunch of baseball? What's on tap? Well, from that aspect, how well do you know me? Well, pretty well. You know me. You know me pretty well. If I have to watch or want to watch three or four games, what do I do, Trent? Go to the bar. 
Yeah, I'm at I'm at the refreshment stand. Uh-huh. So I get my I get myself a nice big chicken salad, lots of crisp pepper on it. Throw in maybe some Southwest mix on it as well, and nice crispy chicken, and I'm set to go. I have my little refreshment on the side, and I'm good to go now for a couple hours. Dinner, cocktail. Watch some baseball. I'm dialed in. But Thursday night, Trent, Thursday night, it's big time. It's the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> it's the NFL. The most- It'll be one of the the worst the one of the worst games you'll ever see on TV. But we don't care. No, the most highly anticipated game certainly that I can remember, Jimmy B, in months. Well, it's because it's the only one in months, but I'll be there. I'll be ready for Thursday night and looking forward to it. That does it for the program today. Back at it tomorrow on a Wednesday. Thanks to everybody out there for listening in. Thanks to Alex Halstead for joining us. Talked a lot of Cyclones with him. John Bonacamp on the Hawkeyes and Ian Castleberry broke down the Major League trade deadline with us all throughout the program today. You can catch all that over on our podcast page, 1700kbgg. Dot com. Back at it tomorrow, starting at noon, myself and Ken Miller over your lunch hour from noon till 2, and then Jimmy B and TC on your drive home from 4 until 6 o'clock. Have a great night, everybody.